Alrighty guys, it's Tessa. I am so excited for this episode today because this is going to mark the beginning of our Sabbath talks. Yay! Round of applause. Now, get yourself a cinnamon coffee. I'm a pumpkin spice girl, don't get me wrong. I do have my cold brew with my pumpkin spice foam. But I would prefer to make that at home, and I'm getting a cold foam maker probably pretty soon here, and I have some raw cream from a local dairy, and let me tell you, this girl is about to go off, off, off in the kitchen. I'm very excited for fall. I hope you're excited as well. And if it's not a season that you really like that much, maybe we can dig into that, and maybe we can make that different for you. Now sit back, enjoy, get your cup of coffee, get your little book of shadows, your grimoire, your rights any way you call your book that keeps your information, grab that shit. All right, let's get into it. Now, Maven is one of my favorite Sabbaths of the year. Um, Obviously, next is Samhain, which I'm pretty sure every witch can agree to. We really do like our fall season, our um, autumn, our before winter time. And I personally adore winter. Uh, I adore all the seasons, really, but I have a special place in my heart for fall and for winter because I am born on the last day of winter. Um, I am a Pisces, born on the last day of winter, which is the crux of winter and spring, um, and I just love the liminal spaces. Um, so, happy Maybon, my little fucking hobbits. I hope you're enjoying this time of the year. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm a little caffeinated. Um, it's been a week. Let's just say that I've been through some shit. So I'm really excited to just get into this and get comfy and cozy together. All right. So Maven is a relatively new Sabbath. Um, there's plenty of roots in fall celebrations throughout different generations in Northern hemispheres that do experience the, um, autumnal equinox in the traditional autumnal way. Not all places do. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere or in the equator, it's a bit different. It's more of a rainy season than it is a, um, you know, deciduous tree changing and all that fun stuff, all that fun biology. Now, many other cultures that experience a quote-unquote dead season often celebrate liminal spaces between when there seems to be an extra flow of abundance, or at least we're more aware of it. Greece, Japan, and all over pre-colonial America, there have been traditions steeped in late summer and autumn fall autumn celebrations. Maybe it is a time to feel super cozy and comfy and to harvest resources with a full heart. Ensuring longevity and the continuation of the flow of abundance, Maven is a time to prepare to enjoy the simple comforts available to us. We evaluate and take note of all of our resources and we really learn how to utilize them in their fullness. It's an important time to take in our current reality, addressing it with solutions, celebration, and restructuring. Maybe projects that have been put on the back burner can take some spotlight. There's a moment to pause and address the tendons and ligaments that make up our lives. This is important to longevity and evolution of not only ourselves, but our relationships with our body, loved ones, and community overall. It's one of the most welcoming Sabbaths in my opinion, being that it's like a warm cup of tea before a hard day work or a deep tissue massage before a hard conversation. Retrogrades tend to fall around this time of the year as well, which can indicate also it's time to reflect with a neutral mind and a willing heart. Maven also falls two days from the autumn equinox, which is the first day of fall. We know that winter is coming, and metaphorically and physiologically, depending on your geographic 
um, standing in your living circumstances, this can be really intense and challenging. So we soak in the cozy, we soak in the nourishing, we savor the moment, and we fuel our hearth for the months to come. Now, how can we welcome the Sabbath? If you utilize an altar, this is a time to do some cleaning, some clearing, some resetting and fine tuning of intentions that maybe we have let fall of the wayside or maybe that we just must further work with because some intentions that we set are years in the making, years in the actions, years in the planning, years in many things. So I think a great way to welcome in any Sabbath is spicy on my altar. Your altar could be your home all over. Um, I personally live with my parents because I want to save that money because I'm trying to get a piece of land. That's a whole other conversation. But mind you, um, I have a very large space in my parents' home. I have two bedrooms. Um, my bedroom alone is roughly 800 square feet. It's a mini apartment. So I have access to creating many altars. So I have pretty much every square inch of the space covered in altar attire, I guess is the best way to put it. I also dress my body as an altar because in my opinion, this is my walking altar. This is the sacred space that I was given to home my beautiful soul in. And I like to decorate that internally and externally with things that align with the seasons so that I feel grounded and I feel in communion with my environment, which is really what all Sabbaths are, is coming into communion with your environment, coming into um, your animal body and finding its circadian rhythm and understanding what it needs because of the seasons that are coming in and how that feeds into your community, whether that's your local community, family, and or larger local community, friends, workforce, peoples, along those lines, etc., etc. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the cornucopia, but a cornucopia um, is this large cylinder-like object that's usually woven out of many different um, fibers that are collected over the season of the end of summer and early fall, late fall. Um, it could be wheat, it could be oats, it could be corn husks, corn silks, like anything that's stocky, grassy. The Poiesi family is a great family member to create cornucopias with. Um, and Cornucopias used to house the harvest. So you'd walk around with your cornucopia and fill it up with all the things that you needed. It's like a mini woven basket, which I have tons of all over my living room and bedroom because just because of many reasons, but I had a lot of influences in my life that kept them baskets around. That's a different conversation. <laughs> now, cornucopias symbolize skill and time and effort through community, community being the union between the individual materials it took to make that cornucopia, the plants, the time sacrificed, um, to even create the said materials and all between that are part of the efforts of its creation. So I think cornucopia is a great example of unifying all efforts of feminine and masculine qualities into one being in material object. And then that material object can produce um, in a way for you, whether that's produced as in its functionality, um, in its beauty that lends to your home, which Libra, which this comes on the day of Libra also is a sign of beauty. And beauty is, some think of it as a superficial thing. Beauty is the art of being. Like nature is beautiful. Nature took time and effort to evolve and to 
recognize patterns and do away with certain things and bring in other certain things. And that's what really the Maven's all about. It's letting go of what must go because there is no more room for it anymore. We want to fertilize our soil with its, you know, um, desecration because destruction is the fruit, is the feed, the fuel to the fruit, really technically. And so if we really want to like tap into that, we got to allow things to go so that we have enough room for all the things that are coming in and blessing us. Um, yeah, there's my little fucking soapbox moment. I'll jump off. Now, pumpkins are also a great fucking in, in, or, <laughs> in, incorporation into the home, which can be your altar. Or if you have an altar space, you can put like a little cute foam one. You can go buy those dollar ones from Sprouts and pop that on your altar. Um, you really don't need to like cover your house in pumpkins. I mean, just having one is enough to remind you of, you know, that season. So pumpkin or any variety of squash, really. Squash are a symbol of fertility, essential healing, nourishing your five senses. It's rich tissue, delicate, sweet smells, and range of comfort and colors. It was a beautiful embodiment of fall, really. Plus, our squashes often enjoy the fall season after spending the entire summer growing big and strong. Squash also nourish the soil through providing structure through its root systems and its power. And these root systems are powerful. They provide nutrients and water and channels to support all the life in the soil. So channels being for the little critters that need to walk around in there to make sure that your soil is not too compact and becomes clay so water can't move through it properly or the internal temperature of it varies too much and it ruins the root systems. There's so many things. So squash is a great base for ground cover. It covers up your soil so that little babies can grow happy and strong and the microbes that are in the soil don't get dried out by the hot summer heat. And it also provides a beautiful space and foundation for the squash. Now, apples are also great because they are um, also fruiting plants that, uh, you know, come to their fullness in fall. Uh, they are considered to be in Christianity, Catholicism, and very many Roman um, religions to be the forbidden fruit. Um, and that's because really apples have a steep tradition in other pagan religions and discussion, pagan religions, quote unquote, being there's variations and segments of paganism because many cultures in the pre-colonial Europe before they were colonized had varying traditions because they all were different tribes and have different environments and different regions they lived in. So they all had different ways of practicing um, or seeing the symbols in certain things. So apples, for example, have always around the board been massive um, truth bringers. If you cut one in half, you'll see a pentacle on the inside through the seeds. And that is a major symbol for many witches of the, you know, the five-star pentacle. It's the relationship of all the elements coming into unification, which is what the wizard, the witch is, is the being the bridge between all elements, all life on both realms and being able to be a grounded channel for those things that's able to discern what must be distilled and what must be left to go um so apples have really deep symbolism in you know the profound uh strength of deep femininity and how femininity provides a nourishing space for masculinity and that masculinity then can provide for femininity as protection 
it's a beautiful symbiosis. Um, it also is really rich in nutrients. So pumpkins also super high in vitamin A, vitamin K, which is crucial to the structure of our cellular tissues, which also great symbolism for fall and maven are crucial to the cellular um, and internal structures of most gardens and most communities. It's the time to take check, take reflection, like we were talking about earlier. And so apples aren't much different. Polyphenols are really rich in uh, a lot of different genetic actions in our bodies, but one of them being that it supports our body's regeneration. Um, not only is this fruit spectacular for cellular health and immune, immune integrity because of its array of constituents, but it's symbol for truth and revelation, abundance and sensuality is well known. Um, and that I think is also in conjunction with how it supports the human body in its you know very physical way. Um, pectins are created out of apples and apple pectins are utilized in jellies to stabilize the structure and maintain um, their longevity and freshness, which apples do the same for us as far as like on a cellular level because of its antioxidants, its polyphenols, its pectins, its um, structured water, which is a whole other conversation, but eating structured water, also super important to cellular health. Um, so you can see how much there's a theme with building blocks here with the you know inner creation like energy itself the very hearth fire the very fuel to our hearth fire um there's a consistent prevalent theme there now berries are also i think a great symbol of fall they also are harvested around fall um, and they're usually to me personally the sweetest and the most supple at this time of the year they're rich in nutrients and their bioavailability as well as their harvesting time generally coming around this time makes it really a great time to focus in on our immune building it makes it a good time to focus in on community so we going going out and finding our local berry patches i live in arizona and a lot of people think the desert doesn't have anything but if you go a little farther north on Oak Creek Canyon, in Grasshopper Creek, there's different creeks that are abundant in blackberry bushes, which are invasive. So harvest to your fucking delight. I mean, always leave some for nature and little critters. There is bears, there's other animals that want to eat that stuff, but definitely don't feel shy about harvesting. They grow quickly, they fruit quickly. And when they're in established places like that, like Grasshopper Creek, for example, you're not going to be harming the environment. I can promise you that. Just be hyper aware, do the 3% rule and, you know, offer your, you know, gratitude and an actual offering to the land that isn't harmful to its environment. Um, I often spread tobacco because, you know, that's receptive to this area, especially because the indigenous peoples of this area did utilize tobacco often as an offering for, um, the nature spirits and different connective spirits that home and house this land. Um, so yeah, berries are great. <laughs> I think they're an awesome incorporation into your altar, into your body, into your home to further deepen our embodiment of fall. Um, now, rosemary and lavender are also a great offering for the nature spirits that we share lineage with. Um, and they also act as a form of protection. Rosemary protects our inner union. Lavender, our mind and heart, and lavender supports our mind and heart connection. This is because lavender is ruled by mercury. 
So this is in deep relationship with the nervous system and mind. Rosemary is ruled by the sun in Leo, and it's often used to provide remembrance as well as balancing the tides. Both are supportive to cardiovascular health and are vital, are vitality to our nervous systems. Cinnamon and clove are also excellent allies in amplifying our vision and grounding into the longevity of, of our abundance and sprinkling a little bit of joy and excitement into our spirit and circle. Marigolds, calendula, roses are all late blooming flowers that are excellent for decorating our altars, our homes. You can these are all edible flowers as well. You can make body oils, which are excellent for you um, out of these three herbs. They're also ruled by the heart, the sacral, and the root energy centers of the body. So this connects us to our grounded central, grounded central and sensual heart center. Um, animal allies like foxes, wolves, stag, salmon, squirrel, coyote, wild goose, <laughs> owls, crows, Cats, deer, spiders, and bees are great allies also. They are going to be carrying the messages through the liminal spaces with grace and strength. They're excellent communicators in the environment they live in. They're builders of their land and maintenance of the harmony of the ecology of that land. These are qualities we can always welcome into our bodies, our homes, and our communities to be better allies of our own spaces that we occupy. You can also welcome them by eating them. <laughs> Others by finding art that represent them and simply by immersing yourselves in their environment safely by going on hikes and enjoying the environments that they enjoy themselves. Water check. Um, allies also of the stone um, species. <laughs> um could be excellent to bring into your altar or your home. Minerals generate a certain type of electron and that can affect how our own magnetic field works. I talk about grounding in a previous episode, so check that out. Um, depending on our receptivity and our relationship with stones, we can utilize these beings to support feeling into the blessings of fall. Yellow agate, citrine, hematite, amentrine, rondonite, aventurine, sapphire, yellow Topaz, excuse me, <laughs> Moonstone, and Lapis Lazuli are all great, great, great stones to incorporate. They all have beautiful symbolism that I will definitely further discuss in later episodes this month, considering I want to fill this month up with as much information about the Sabbath as possible to kind of get you guys going on some of the basics and the foundations of said Sabbaths. Um, but these are all great stones because they all represent different forms of truth, integrity, um, restoration, building, power, you know, um, connection to our ancestral roots and heritage. So they're just great in general for grounding into um, deep forms of our resilience, strength, and stability, which is all what Maven represents. Now, color therapy, I think, is an excellent time to um, tap into our senses as well. So utilizing color in our homes, our altar, our general environment, our food, um, is an excellent way to also celebrate the Sabbath. Now, calming neutral tones like warm earthy reds and burnt oranges, soft crisp yellows, deep emeralds and burgundy, or even deep browns and creamy tans are all beautiful, beautiful harmonies to welcome into your home and to ground into Earth's, um, you know, feels. And I'm sorry for the background noise. I'm upstairs in my bedroom 
resting at the moment um, from some intense things that happened this weekend that we'll probably talk about later on, but we're not going to right now because I believe deeply in energetic um, resonance and I want to be very, very curated about the energy that is being welcomed into this space right now that I am living in. Um, now, let's keep going. Tree allies, oak, cedar, maple, aspen, walnut, pine, and locust tree, which ironically, actually, one of the first allies I got tattooed on me was next to a reishi mushroom, and it is on the back of my arm because this is where your yin sits, and I wanted to welcome the oak in because it is such a beautiful, beautiful symbol of resilience, of moving through life, through the pain that we experience. It's strong. It's um, a very like wise and evolved version of masculine um, energies. And we can get into discussions of embodiments of certain energies. This is, is becoming very liminal through speech, but just understand that oak, cedar, maple, aspen, walnut, pine, and locust trees are all great symbols of harmony, balance between the union of masculine and feminine, and that really nourishing space that creates. Um, if you think of, you know, a unified space, home, there's balances of protective, protective qualities and nurturing qualities and places where you can be receptive and soft and also places where you work hard and challenge yourself, but also that's met with the reward of, you know, excitement and inspiration and um, the desire and the will. And that's also softened with um, the receptive feelings of joy and getting to just be. That's all, you know, the great, all these trees are good examples of that. I mean, and what they produce, walnuts are delicious. Can we get wrong with that? No, they taste like the bread nut, I would essentially say. They also have a lot of omegas in them, which are excellent for your brain, excellent for emotional stability. That's a great thing to have in your life, you know? Now, Let's further get into this. Plant allies also to incorporate would be oak leaves, marigolds, yarrow, thistle, sage, chamomile, plums, pomegranates, pears, and peaches. Um, they all have their own symbols, and then we'll talk about that later on in different episodes throughout the month. We have all the way through October, guys, so don't worry. We're, we have plenty of time. Um, cinnamon, myrrh, frankincense, rosemary, lavender, juniper, pine sap, or sprigs, cedar, or sandalwood are all great incense to burn during this time as well. They all have protective qualities, uplifting qualities, grounding, stabilizing, and abundant bringing qualities, protective qualities specifically. Longevity is the main focus here. So these guys bring in that. Um, all of these beautiful earthly delights can be slowly harvested or found in your home. Sabbaths are meant to be a time to utilize our resources. Be grateful for what we do have and have access to. Maybe if you live close to an orchard, you can take a little trip to a patch of maples or apples or pumpkins or other stone fruits. Many of farms depend on this time of the year for tourists and locals to enjoy their plenty. And what a better way to celebrate a time of abundance by sharing it with your community. Maybe there's a local herb shop you can get some of these herbs from and some of these incense from that you could support. Um, we really got to tap back into our local communities because we're coming into a time right now in our world, guys, that it's vital to honestly, our, like our economy, our health, our well-being, our survival, truthfully. But we don't get into the deep, dark stuff. We're just going to stick with the truth of it all. And that is we need our communities and we need 
to recognize the access that we do have and recognize what we don't have it so we can bridge the gaps with various other structures and support systems. Spend some time decorating your home, even if it's just with a smelling good candle and some homemade pumpkin bread, or a day trip to your local farm to get some seasonal goodies. We have the Aspens in Arizona and the high North Mountains, so we could spend a whole day driving up and down the highways of the Northern Mountains, enjoying the colors and the crisp air and the old historic towns and all of their local vendors and goodies to have offered. Have fun with the Sabbath. Ensure you reap what it is that you have because this is a blessed life. This is a blessed moment. And I am so grateful for all you listeners and the moment we have shared today. Ta-ta for now. Happy Maven. Definitely wash your cup after this episode. Don't leave it on the sink. Set yourself up for success. (laughs) Bye, guys. Love you.